JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. We know here in Bundaberg we're well known for our great traffic skills. Yes. Lots of good drivers, lots of <laughs> high quality indicating on roundabouts. Uh, you never, ever come across someone doing 20Ks under the speed limit for absolutely no reason. No, absolutely what not. Would a 90-year-old cut you off and hit the front of your ute after yeah. living here for a week? Oh, not, God. Not in this place, Not Jules. speaking from personal experience not, whatsoever. Not ever. The best of the best of the drivers. But I was actually filled with a bit of joy when it comes to drivers here in Bundaberg. You're kidding me. When on the weekend um, I was... I was driving along uh, a road in Bagara, yep. and there was uh, there was suddenly traffic pulling up. There was horns going, and everyone oh. sort of went to the side. Oh no! And, and was like, "All right, everyone, oh. let's work together Car and crash. get this sorted." There were ducks crossing the road. Oh! Mm. oh. So there was a, mother duck and there, baby ducks. There was a mama duck. Oh. She was leading all her baby ducks, and oh, everyone. And there was a car. They jumped on the horn and they stopped. And then the car coming the other way, they stopped. And were everyone, the horns uh, annoying the ducks? Were they frightening the poor duckies? They might have startled them, but oh. it was all about everyone keeping the ducks nice and safe and oh. getting them across the road. Isn't that heartwarming? Everyone digging in. Beautiful stuff. Hey, mm. just someone in need crossing the road. Um, yep. Then, then the other day in town, I was. Um, I noticed a similar situation. Did you? Um, the More car, ducks. The cars slowed up a little bit. Um, there was a bit of a situation where everyone had to pull up because yep, yep, crossing yep. the road was a person. Oh. And instead of people going, giving waves, everyone being happy, I Smiling. just hear, get off the road, you toss. <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Well, someone that hasn't been waiting around has been very proactive in getting in front of a camera is ScoMo, our PM, uh, Scott Morrison. Yeah, he has. He's been very busy. There's an electric, election going to come, isn't there? Election year this year. And I suppose he's trying to, I guess, make up for lost time. But lately, he's, um, I guess he's been expanding the resume. So he started with his curry cooking. Yeah, so basically, these are all political stunts. They're trying, yeah. to, trying to get in front of the people and show, hey, I'm an average guy. So yes. They're there was, there was vision of him cooking curry in a yes. kitchen. Yes. Then there was the beauty salon. He was washing someone's hair, oh, which made right. us all a little bit uncomfortable. Then uh, we heard last week that he was playing the ukulele. Take me to the April sun in a, oh. Is that his wife? Backup yes. Jenny on the backup vocals. <laughs> the kids sitting there oh. for the TV cameras, just head in hands. They thought, oh, my goodness. What is he going to do next? And we all thought that was enough. But the other day, he's then out seeing welding in Alice Springs. So he's really pushing these political stunts. and um, He's it, trying to show that he's the average man, right? Yeah, and it got us sort of lining up and wondering, what will the next thing be? Yes. Yeah, so what, what else will come from ScoMo? We've put together some betting odds for his next political stunts. <laughs> Yep. All right. So these are the intense odds that are next to what we think will be ScoMo's next political stunt. That's right. So coming in as the favourite at a dollar thirty. Oh, she's a cheap one. ScoMo starts a boy band. Okay. <laughs> <Pretty> short odds <laughs> on the prime minister starting a boy band. He loves his music. Yeah. Well, the next one paying five to one, so it'll get you a little bit back. Um, ScoMo goes into an eating competition as his next political stunt. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see that Hot happening. Dogs? What do you reckon? I, I can see that happen. It'd be something really Aussie like lamb chops or oh, something. Oh, yes. Oh, well, how about 15 to 1 odds? This is pretty good. Plays a game of rugby league. Oh, it's ScoMo. <laughs> I reckon he would go out and take the field as a political What posse, what posse you reckon? Oh, he'd be far left, far right out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't be spending much time. How about this one? Paying 20 to 1, ScoMo has his next political stunt, delivering a baby. Oh. I can see him doing it. I, what I can't see uh, is a woman in Australia allowing him to deliver their baby. So that's probably why that's so, so wide odds. Well, in uh, the quite possibly biggest possible odds that it would pay, ScoMo's next publicity stunts paying 100 to 1. He does something actually helpful in Parliament. <laughs> why not? It's not going to happen. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Well, I have been talking about this all week. I'm so excited. Bundaberg is getting its very own version of Netflix. Wide Bay ITV. We've been talking about potential names for the service itself. Mm-hmm. Burn Netflix. We've been talking about uh, potential shows, maybe movies that could go on this streaming service. But essentially it's Netflix, but it's made and produced right here in, in our region. And it's made for right here in our region. Love it. We wanted to get involved. We wanted to get your pitch ideas for shows that could be in this. Because this is shot in Bundaberg. This is for Bundaberg. This is essentially our showcase and we couldn't answer any of these questions without getting the producer, the man behind Wide Bay ITV, on the phone. Phil Harris is here. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Jamie and Jules. How are you going? We are going well. Exciting times ahead. Um, Wide Bay ITV, are we, are we nailing the brief? Is that what it's all about? Is it about Wide Bay? It's about keeping it local? It is all about keeping it local. In fact, it's all about getting the community involved in making their own programs. It's really community TV. That's what yeah. it is, but an online version. Now, Phil, I'm curious to know, how long have you been sitting on this idea and wanting to bring it to fruition? Uh, would you believe about 20 years? <laughs> oh, wow. Before <laughs> Netflix even existed. Yeah, well, actually, I used to work here in Bundy. I worked for Channel 7 here in Bundy 20-odd years ago, and... Uh, I was fortunate enough to go through a whole heck of archive tapes, and I, then I realised that Bundy used to have its own TV station where it made its own shows. Yeah. Uh, and so then aggregation came along, and we all now get the feed from the capital city. So I thought it was time to return local content back to the local community. Yeah, okay. So you've got a few shows so far. Uh, can people log on and get involved yet, or is there a cost involved as well? No, it's absolutely free. It always will be. Uh, and to log in, it's easy. Just go to the uh, website, whitebayitv.com, top right-hand corner, register. Really just put your name and your email address in and you're good to go. Okay. Now, there's talks that you're looking for suggestions for pitch ideas for TV series and also movies. Um, is there anyone that can submit anything or is there a vetting process here? What's the go? Okay, there is a vetting process, of course, because uh, now we, need to be, we, need, we need to be family-friendly. That's one of the key things that we want to do. Um, but also, I liked your ideas yesterday, JB's idea of Bundy's worst drivers incorporating girls as roundabout incidents. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> can we do it? Of course you can. I'll never talk to my lawyer first, though. Yeah, yeah, well, these are, these are incidents that have already happened, so we're not liable for them. We're more reviewing the Facebook page, so... Can we, can we, it's on Facebook can we set game. up a meeting and do a demo, perhaps? Oh, we can. In fact, look, you've actually uh, that, that, I do have an idea. In fact, I've got an idea for a show called The Winch, right? Now, The Winch is all about the world of local Facebook pages, so we see people commenting on things, and then it goes off track so quick. Um, someone having a whinge about something. So I'm going to do a show, like a panel show, where we like a Studio Ten type thing, I guess. 
yeah. where we had a discussion over a Facebook post and other does that person have a legitimate complaint or are they just a whinger? Yeah, yeah. nice. Phil, Love what it. about like a soap series, like a Neighbours equivalent, but in Bundaberg? <laughs> is that a go? I reckon it is a go. I had to think about that. Uh, <laughs> because I, I think that there were so many people here in Bundy that surely there's, there's some budding writers and, and actors out there who want to have a crack. So why not? That's Mate, what this channel's all cons- about. Consider us, consider us involved for any and all projects. <laughs> I want in 100%. What? JB and Jules in every single series yeah. that you see on uh, Wide I just Bay have a mustache in one, a different one. Now, last one. What about Getaway but Wide Bay version? Get a Wide Bay. <laughs> well, you can do that. And in fact, there was a previous show that I made, and we shot a whole series up here. It's called River to Reef, a fishing boat and lifestyle show that's um, still airing on Seven Nights. We shot a whole ten episodes right here in Bundy. Yeah, was that with Spider? Was it Spider that come up? Spider. Uh, no, it was, um, we had Paul Curio here and Robbie Nedicott and Theo Rizakis, who was our fishing host. And that's, it was a fishing boating lifestyle series. Oh, wonderful. Well, Phil, plenty on offer. So keep an eye out for Wide Bay ITV. You can Google it and get involved. As you said, absolutely free. And I have a feeling we're going to be in touch. Let's bring a show. <laughs> yeah. Jules and I want to do a show. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you guys, we need to get together and have a coffee. Yep, done. We're going to sit down. We're scheduling a meeting. Good on you, Phil. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. On the hunt for Molly. Where's Molly? Now, overnight, we received an email from one Molly who listens to Triple M day and night. She wants to get involved in the show, but she said she's never been able to get through and she is very disappointed to the point where she's sent through this complaint. She sent through the complaint and we've gone, you know what, we we need to own this because if someone's trying to call up and talk to us, then... We, we're not too good. We, we're coming across obnoxious. We yes. need to answer these people. And it sounds like we're snobby and yeah, we don't want to be so, that. So we've closed off the phone lines to everyone, so we're going to have complaints from them who couldn't get through. I know. People are messaging <laughs> us on Facebook saying, all right, we'll make way for Molly. We'll still see what's happening. Yeah, so, so it's open just for Molly. And uh, we said, Molly, if you call up, we'll give you a $25 Sugarland Tavern voucher. We want to end this complaint here and now. We will write this wrong we do have a call coming through on one triple three five three. Hello, who have we got there? This is Molly. It's is Molly. Molly, are you the Molly that messaged us and said that you couldn't get through seven times last week? I am the Molly that messaged you that. Yes, we, I, we I listen to you every morning, and I I call so many times, but I. Always go. It always goes straight through. It, it's oh. we're devastated. You said you were quite disappointed, and that breaks your heart. So the last thing we want to do is disappoint you, Molly. So oh, it's not you guys that disappoint me. You guys always keep me um, happy, and it's always great to listen to you guys in the morning. Oh, <laughs> oh Molly, Molly, we love you. We love oh, you, Molly. Well, thank you. Can hear you. the emotion in her voice. Thank you to all of Bundaberg. They've gone. You know what? Let's clear the lines just so Molly could get through. And so we've given you a twenty-five dollar Sugarland Tavern voucher just to say we hate to disappoint you, and you can go and <laughs> enjoy a little much, meal on us. <laughs> <laughs> You're no thank longer you disappointed so with us, Molly. No way, never. Would you mind just on record just saying to JB and Jules boss, they are the greatest and you should give them both a promotion. JB and Jules are the greatest and they deserve a promotion. Thank you, Molly. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M?
Well, if you're looking for a little bit of a career change or maybe to upskill, it is a very lucrative time right now, JP. Okay. So it's lucrative to upskill and get a job with some big big kahuna dollars, eh? Well, there have been a list of the highest paying jobs right here advertised, available for you to apply for in Bundaberg. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. And so I thought, JB, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to give you the top three highest paying jobs, and I want you to see if you can guess the yearly remuneration, the pay that they get every single year. Okay, remuneration. Well, mm-hmm. okay, you made. I got confused, so I'm probably not up for any of these jobs. Okay, so it's a bit of prices. I got to guess the price. Yep. How much the jobs are worth? Let's do it. Okay, the third highest paying job currently available in Bundaberg is an accounting client manager. Now, they might be found in an office, a suitable applicant, uh, looks at business and corporate advisory. Um, They do certain categorizations. They work with different businesses here in Bundaberg. Uh, I'm going to say 120K a year. Just over 110k a year. Okay, that's a tick. That's all right. Still pretty good. I wouldn't sniff at that. Okay, but that's the third highest. So we'll go to number two. Mm -hmm. This one has to be higher. What's the second highest paying job on offer in Bundaberg right now? Okay, a manager of project planning and corridor management for TMR. What's TMR do? Transport and main roads. Right. Right. Mm. So, so transport group, main roads. I'm thinking counts. I'm thinking. The title's quite long. It sort of says what it does in it. I'm going to say $147,000 a year. Oh, you were just off by 10, 137000 a year. Oh, I'm pretty, like, I'm in the round, just going 10 over. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I picked the seven, though. That's going to be worth something. I know, right? All right, that's pretty good. All right, yes, what is not- the highest paying job on offer in Bundaberg right now? Okay, the breast screen clinical director. This is a very important role. Someone who checks women's breasts and ensures that uh, they are healthy and they uh, can get any follow-up treatments if it, necessary. On ga- it says a director, so I assume you're in charge of the whole place. You're probably Very not actually doing the breast screening. Yes, yep. I'd, I'd prefer to employ from within, wouldn't you? This um, is also a part-time role, which might throw a spanner in the works. It's part-time. Mm, but, but I can give you the yearly salary. The yearly salary. And it's more than the other two. It's more it's than 137. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $182,000 a year. Higher. $195,000 a year. Much higher. $270,000 a year. Slightly higher than that. $300,000 a year. <laughs> no, $273,913 oh, a year to be precise. God. All those jobs are currently available here in Bundaberg on different platforms, except for the last one I just mentioned, because I, I think I need a career change and I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? I tell you what, we Aussies, we are constantly under attack by those robo-texts. I don't know about you, but I think they've gotten worse in the last six months to a year. It's ridiculous. There's things like... Your parcel is awaiting. <laughs> Click on this link to fill out the details. I've had ones like, mm-hmm. we have a photo of you. We've got a video. We've There's got a, a video. package delivered, you but it have was to unsuccessful. Follow this link and fill out all the details because we've got a video of you. I'm like, well, if, that, if, if you've looked through my camera... <laughs> And you want to see that? That's on you. <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing to hide, but whatever you scammers have found. But no, it's 
unbelievable. Some people are reporting up to four scam texts an hour in Australia. What? I've had, I'd say on average, I'd probably have two, three a week. What do you think? Um, I have about one to two a week. So it's yeah, okay. not as bad as it was last year. Last year, reportedly, Aussie has lost about $10 million just from these scammers. Well, people actually fell for them and people we lost are, $10 million. People are clicking on these links oh, or God. saying, you know, you need to download this software to stop yourself getting a scam, oh, but and... that's a scammer telling you that you should do it. And just last month alone, there was 8,000 reports made to scam watch from these texts. Good God. With those messages like your package couldn't be delivered. Now, these clever hackers are getting smarter and smarter and there's no point in saying just block the number because there's going to be another number coming through to try and text you. Well, they're always a new number and your phone, obviously, your phone number's gotten on a database somehow, some Mm -hmm. way. Look, I don't want to point the blame at government, but ever since (laughs) I've had to register for more... There seems to be a few more, doesn't oh, there? Oh, don't start that theory. But they're, they're, they're bloody doing it to uh, us. There's um, a couple of ways, though, that we can, I guess, protect better protect ourselves. So one thing that you can do, and if you're an iPhone user, you can do this. Can I do it while you tell? You can, yeah. All right, what do I need to do? So there's a setting that you can go to. So open up your settings um, app yep. on your iPhone. Okay. Scroll down to messages down yeah. the bottom. Messages. Messages setting. Yep. Got that? Scroll yep. to the very bottom, yep. and there should be a little toggle called Filter Unknown Senders. Filter Unknown Senders, If yep. that hasn't been turned on, turn Not. it on. Okay. And if you have an Android, apparently they're automatically set up for this. But what happens is that instead of you say, seeing the scam message in your messages, it will automatically be filtered into a spam inbox. Okay, so I'll have a different folder now mm. in, my, in my phone. So that's one way of, I guess, being less susceptible and not actually seeing it in front of you. But Telstra is actually trying to take it one step further and developing some technology to stop the message from being delivered to you in the first place. How? What are they planning on? So they've come up with this technology that stops it mid-travel. So once the scammer has sent out the message, yeah. there should be something to stop it from even getting to your phone in the first place. Okay, so... Well, oh, Sure. Are they looking at unknown numbers? Surely there's an algorithm smarter than what we'll yeah, know. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Because but... you don't want, because sometimes an unknown number is some, a text you want to get. Sometimes right. you want to know information. Someone sometimes... doesn't actually have your number and they're yeah. reaching out. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's um, a positive step forward. I don't think they have the technology ready just yet. They're yeah. sort of being a bit more reactive. But as always, what to remember, do not click do not download and delete the number. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Something on a serious note, if you watched any of the NRL trial games across the weekend, I know you would have been watching all of them, Jules, <laughs> yes. obviously. Uh, you would have noticed that there was um, often pushes to help out with the Tonga appeal, the people of Tonga that are doing it tough. Right. So now, there was um, some pretty big news just around Christmas time, right? Yeah, just in the new year, I believe it was. But what had happened is um, I, th- I think with the opening of the borders and COVID and everything, people may not be across this story. And so to tell us about it and how you can help out the people of Tonga, we have um, well one of our own Bundy man, Antonio. Antonio Kafusi, but also born there in Tonga. Welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? Hey, thanks. Mate, Fuse on the loose. We're glad to glad to chat to you. Unfortunately, it's a sadder note. Can you tell us what what is uh, I guess so close to your heart with this appeal? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, obviously with the um, you know the uh, volcanic eruption and and the tsunami, um, you know, the whole you know the whole Tonga um, have been affected with. 
Um, you know, and for me, I was actually born, you know, born in my little village of uh, Matahau. And um, you know, for me, I was just trying to see what I can do best, you know, just from my end, um, to, you know, try to help those guys out, um, you know, in their rebuild. Yeah. So yeah. what actually happened? So there was a volcanic eruption. Um, what did that do? And then is that linked to the tsunami or was it just a series of freak events? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from the uh, from the eruption of the volcano, which is only uh, sixty k's from the main island, um, and then that obviously because it was an underwater eruption too from one of the little small islands, and you know that caused the um, you know with all the ash and and then and the uh, volcano rocks in, you know spat up in the air there and that, uh, going into the island and pretty much covering that all with ash and destroying all the crops yeah. and then the tsunami. That as well. So wow. now, I believe Fusi, you've uh, you've got some pretty strong family ties there. Can you tell us about what your cousin has been able to see right there in the flesh? Yeah, well, they're in the main, uh, they're in the main island, there, they're in the capital of Nukualofa in Tonga, and um, he's uh, he's a principal at um, Upifol College, Catholic College. Um, so those guys were right on the on on the water there where. You know, the tsunami come through and um, pretty much um, swamped their whole uh, grounds, footy fields and stuff like that. So they're on the um, clean-up um, now, I guess, and making sure that you know, the, the kids can get back to school. So that's uh, try to get everyone um, working hard to try um, yeah, get Yeah, it would be nice to see. Now, first... Um Across the weekend, as I mentioned at the start, there was plenty going on with the Rugby League trials. It must be pretty um, wonderful to see how the NRL supports um, Tonga, of course, with such a huge Tongan influence on the NRL. It must be really good to see that. Uh, it's awesome, eh? Um, you know, we're, we're a small island um, in, in the South Pacific there, but um, you know, our people's, especially, um, are pretty, uh, pretty prevalent here in here in Australia as well, in New Zealand, uh, pretty much all over the world. But in the NRL community, where we make up most of the uh, um, players as well. So, um, yeah. So, Foose, you, uh, as part of your school year connections to Shalom, you've set up a collection point for funds. Can you tell us how people can get involved and actually help the community? Yeah, I was really, really fortunate. I've got um, a lot of support from our, our Mayor Jack Dempsey and his team with Trish uh, Mayers as well, Dan McMahon from our Principal Australian College uh, to launch my uh, appeal to help out um, my village of uh, Matahau and, and up before Catholic College as well. So um, if anyone um, that's out there that want to help support, be greatly appreciated. Um, there is a website uh, that you can go on to um, on, in the council as well. And if you can, um, and even if you visit Shalom or phone our finance office, you can um, um, donate that way as well. Yeah, all right. So if you do want to donate, just head to the council website or get in touch with Shalom uh, directly. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. JB and Jules Bundaberg in print, taking you back over 100 years of Bundy news. It is a collation of 110 years worth of news stories, as reported by the News Mail here in Bundaberg. And some of these you cannot believe that they are true, but they have happened. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really cool to look back over the years and see how much we've changed by by figuring out what the year is. So, yeah. by all means, if you're driving along in the car, get the kids involved and see if you can guess what year this story is from. I'll give you just the headline, and I'll try and guess the story. Mermaids on show. <laughs> 
Uh, well, back in the day in... Uh in 1913, uh, there was a whole bunch of mermaids that did, in fact, swim up on Elliot Head's beach. Real mermaids. And everyone was absolutely shook. They could not believe it. Well, they had fins for legs. Okay. And it checked out just like in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, well, that doesn't check out because she has a towel for legs, not fins. <laughs> but uh, no, wrong, believe it or not, Jules. Can you believe I haven't seen a mermaid that before? That is not the story. Oh, haven't you seen a mermaid story? before? No, not a real life mermaid. Have oh, you? I've seen a real life mermaid. Have you now? Yep, at the aquarium up in Townsville. Oh, wow. Real life mermaid. Uh, the year was, if you're playing along in your car, 1934. A bit off. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit off. <laughs> uh, but the story is this. The headline reads, Mermaids on Show. Visitors to the Gin Gin and Bundaberg shows will be interested in the mermaid and her bonnie babe. This is said to be one of the greatest sideshow attractions that has ever been in Australia. These remarkable denizens of the deep were captured in the Gulf of Mexico by Cuban fishermen and are, only, and are the only mermaids ever known to live in captivity. They were seen by more than 100,000 people at the Melbourne and Sydney Royal Shows. That's incredible. Yeah. So people could actually see a mermaid in the flesh. Well, they may have been people in outfits. <laughs> oh, no, no. I stand by it. We've we, got Disney right here. Hey, we weren't there. We can neither confirm nor deny the factual, <laughs> but they were here in Bundaberg in 1934. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.